Welcome to Views from the Porch, a lifestyle podcast where we have weekly conversations about some of the biggest challenges young adults face today. Our desire is to use God's word in our experience leading thousands of young adults at the porch to challenge you, push you, keep it real with you, and walk alongside you as you navigate your defining years as a young adult. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live or follow us on social media. And with that, here's this week's episode. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch with the one and only Becca Kepto. Oh, I get to be first this time. In the house. Just got to mix it up sometimes. And Mr. J.D. Rogers. Anything you got? Okay. (laughs) I'm mad I wasn't first. Wow. Man, that's... He ghosted you. Christ-like spirit. I'm like, all right. You want to do that? You can play this game. This is Laura Eldridge. Best for last, baby. Laura. Baby. This may be, because of a baby, Laura's last... This might be your best for last. (laughs) By the time this releases, you'll be a week away, right? I think so. That's the funny thing about young adult ministry is you hire young adults, but then this is what happens. They get married. They elope. You disciple they, got, they have babies. Yeah, babies. Listen, I'll just say this. I was dating like trash before the porch. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's right. Happens. And now you'll be rocking in that rocking chair on the porch. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of dating like trash. Yes. Did there? Drum roll, please. Let's see what you did there. Oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> we are talking about why your relationships never last. Ooh. I am so excited. Yep. Dating dead ends. Why you can never make it to the altar. Mm. And you think that everyone else is the problem. But what if it's you? What? It's going to get juicy. I it really it. is. This is such a broad topic. I'm not quite sure how to laser in or exactly. Hey, that's, okay. that's my job. I, you just, I okay. just enjoy the, the ride. You I just, love it. <laughs> you just enjoy the ride. We're going to ask you questions. You're okay. the expert. All right. Okay. okay. I have a. I have a question. Can we make this episode less about like, you know, toxic traits that are like really big red flags, aka you're still getting drunk or hooking up? Yeah. Can like, we make or it like, more first like they gotta settle- give their heart to God? Yeah. We know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Permission to but, play. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Subtle, we're gonna, we're gonna- the subtle things that even like mm-hmm. Jesus followers. Like like solid Christian girls are like, man, okay, I've gotten the like I'm not going to date a guy that just wants to have sex with me or yeah. hit me up on Tinder. Like, right. we're, past we're past that it. now. If that is you, email us. Let's talk. We're still here for you. But for there those are, of you yeah. that are like, I've been doing this thing. And yes, David, I'm in a community group. I'm listening. I'm trying. Yeah. And but you're doing now, some cringy things that you don't even know are cringy. Yeah, uh, exactly. You gave people the ick. Oh. Oh. Wait, do we need to fill people in on what the ick is? Because I feel like, was I the one who taught you that word, JD? Yes. Well, go ahead. Let's Should, I, okay. I see you taking that subtle credit. I know. I'm like, you taught me that, but I'll tell you what I taught you. I did. I used that. Oh, okay. In this episode. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, the ick. Let me fill you in, guys. In case you don't know, it's when you are dating someone or maybe you're interested in them and then they do something really, you know, it could be something big, can be something small. But it could be like using too many emojis while texting. And mm. that could just give you the ick where you just are like, I can't, I can't get over it. Like that's really a turn off. Is it short for something? Like no, like ick, like ew. Oh, ew. Like, like ew. Yeah, ew. <laughs> he said, yeah. oh, ew. <laughs> oh, like, ew. Got it. Okay. I got it. Totally. <laughs> but that's that's funny. I think that's a perfect segue, mm. David, because as Christ followers, should something as small as an quote unquote ick deter us from a person? Because 
you tell us you're married with now three children. Yeah. Have you ever given your wife the ick? And is that okay for her just to leave you with your kids because you simply did something that she was like, that's too many emojis? Or <laughs> Dang, is the, dude. Is the, should the response <laughs> be to run or should it be to communicate? I think it should be to run. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong oh, with of you? Of course not. Uh, no, of course not. In the context of marriage where there's a covenant, you know, I'm sure based on what the definition of ick it sounds like just like the creeps or just no like, no it's just like what she's literally saying is someone just does something that you're like you cringy like it. yeah. it's cringy it's cringy or it's like oh that was just too much or yeah. man they use they use just they don't have a good kisser or whatever it might be like I just have the ick I'm, I don't see them as like uh, maybe like there's, a, there's not like a sex appeal there anymore or they're not like it's not like a fun chase they did something that and my and I'm saying this could be number one why you're not making it to the altar. Yeah. Because you are looking for someone that has no icks. Well, guess what? You have an ick. Yes. Like you're going to have something revealed that someone's going to need kindly to communicate to you so you can be a better partner. Totally. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the show Seinfeld? Yeah. I mean, I was like a child. I would like wake up <laughs> on the couch and like in sweat and it would be on the TV. <laughs> Do you know what that show? Anyways, all right. Inside of the show, I mean. It's kind of like Friends. Yeah, it's kind of like Friends, only inside of the show there would be like random things that would end up breaking off relationships. Like that was part of the, the spoof of it was like, Man, she just had hands and they were too big. They had yeah. like man hands. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And that's a great other definition. Times, yeah, that is. Yeah, of uh, you know, he he double dipped a chip and I was like, Man, you can't double dip chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that would be like it would be these mundane, dumb things that ended up leading to the breakup of that relationship. Totally. And over and over and over, it's funny, and yet they all remain single because, to your point, JD, like they just had unrealistic standards and they were looking for a unicorn out there of somebody that was perfect and perfectly jived based on you all the time, and that just doesn't exist. And so one of the reasons, to your point, that you may be single or that it may not work is because you're constantly looking through the lens of of a perfection or looking for something that just is not out there of somebody who never rubs you the wrong way, who always uh, makes you go like, man, that was the most perfect response and communication style, and I loved that. And that just doesn't exist out there. Yeah, you, it sounds like you have trumped God's standards with your quote-unquote high standards. Yes. But, and yeah. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Here's what's the beauty of marriage is like you look at the other person and you say, I don't like when you do that. Exactly. And that's what that yeah. normalize that in dating because that's how you, there's something, okay, this is deep. <laughs> go for it. You have an opportunity to communicate in kindness to someone. Hey, when you do this, it makes me feel this way. And it's, and I just want to ask you to stop doing that. We're so afraid to do that because we don't create invitations for people to do that to us. But what's so funny is on the on the other end of every time you have those kind of conversations, you get closer. And and so like, let's say you're like, man, I'm really, I don't want to have this conversation. Probably a sign that you should not break up. You should have the conversation. Totally. And watch what happens. You have the conversation and that conflict builds like companionship. It builds like a, wow, you just told me I had food in my teeth. That's a true friend. You're loyal. And it makes you like... And now they're getting better. You're watching them grow and you're like, wow, I had influence on their life. And then they do it to you and you're like, oh, that hurt. But like no one ever does that. And now I get to be better. And so it's, I think people are running away from the thing that they actually to their core desire most is for someone to say, there's this quote unquote ick, or there's this thing about you that I don't necessarily like, 
can you change? And also, I love you despite this thing. Yeah, yeah. I still choose you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is is so tricky in dating because you know you're probably not at a place where you're like I love you. But let's go back to the emoji example where you're, there is a world where you go, hey, look. Um, when you send all those emojis, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way, or it honestly reminds me of my girlfriends, and you're not my girlfriends, you're my boyfriend. So let's go, uh, let's let's take a chill on the uh, emojis. And, and it communicates kind of the thing that was the ick, and that's such a small random example, but it communicates the the thing that was something that pushed you away, it almost it addresses it, and at the same time does so in a way that um, could lead to that altering of that behavior. Because here's the thing. If you're out on someone because they use too many emojis, mm. yet with the same mouth you complain, I want a spouse so bad. God, bring me a spouse. I'm like, you don't want a spouse. You want someone to fill, fill the void of loneliness, and you want to experience temporary pleasure and a high with something until the next thing comes along. Because if you wanted a spouse, you're going to wake up and realize it's about choosing them despite the too many emojis or whatever, you're going to be in a mature enough place to realize that it's about commitment and saying, I'm not going anywhere. That's how you get a spouse. That's what a spouse is. Totally. Boom. And so many people are like, I want a spouse. And they're like, oh, he took his hat off and he's balding. Okay. I'm like, you don't want a spouse. Totally, totally. Yeah. So let's mm. talk about preferences. I think I've literally heard you say this before, David, about people coming with all this list of preferences. And it's like, oh yeah, she's this, she's this, she's this. But... I prefer this, or I want this, or, or this I don't like. And I think I've heard you say, literally, that's you not being ready to get married. Yeah, well, I think it's, depending on what it is, if there's somebody who checks all the boxes of the stuff, like a couple episodes we did something similar to mm-hmm. this. A so, type. A, yeah, a type. type. Oh, yeah, yeah the yeah, type, yeah. type. Like, if they check all the boxes of what God's Word says to look for, and yet you don't like the fact that um, they took off his hat and he's balding, to use that example, mm-hmm. or you don't like the, um, what's another, what's an example, Becca? An ick? See, I think this is a very... No, a preference. Oh, a preference? Yeah. Um. Okay, somebody who's just more outgoing. Okay, so he's not outgoing. Enough. I think that that is... You live, we live in a free world, so you can decide, hey, I want to date somebody or I want to marry somebody who has more of an outgoing personality. That's not biblical. Candidly, that may change. Like, you may in 10 years be like, you know what? He's not as outgoing as I wanted him to be, but I would rather be married and... Um, so a point. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. It's like... It's like Oh, well, they're not outgoing enough. And I'm like, you don't want to be married. You want someone, you want arm candy. Like, you want someone who's going to, like, enhance your life. That's not what marriage is. It's just, there's this yeah. false view of what marriage is. Okay, but moving away from from types, because we did cover that, or, mm-hmm. like, preferences. What about when they do something that straight up, if if we were looking in, we'd be like, oh, I would look at a girl and say, oh, girl, don't do that. What about those things? Like, for instance, sometimes when guys get in their heads, they just need some space, and they start kind of pulling away. But the girl's natural reaction is to, like, go after him, like, chase after him. Mm-hmm. Like, so, do you still like me? Are we okay? Is yeah. everything fine? So we're moving on from X, and we're going to go now into another reason why your relationships never last is because of the detrimental spiral. <laughs> the spiral that just blows up every single one of your relationships because the guy thinks you're crazy and then you think he's noncommittal. And Mm. that's what's happening inside both (laughs) of your minds. And the problem is you're crazy. He's noncommittal. The actual problem is you don't communicate. Lots of C's being thrown out around here. You're not communicating 
that one of you feel that way about the other. Yes. So you're just pulling away and you're at odds all the time. But JD, I have to say here for my ladies, I have to stop you real quick. You automatically said that she's the crazy one and that he's the non-committal one. I definitely think that the roles can be reversed depending on the relationship. Absolutely. But that's not the scenario that Laura gave me. Okay. You said that she's the one kind of getting crazy in her head going, he's pulling away. I'm going to. Or no, she might be sensing like what is what is actually happening, you know, where yeah. he I'm got- not saying she's crazy, but I'm saying that if she feels him pulling away yeah. and her, she's trying to latch on, he's perceiving her as stage five clinger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, and, and guys do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it could be guys or girls. Guys, I mean, the amount of times that girls will expose guys to me, it's hilarious. They'll be like, yeah, look at him. And he's like, baby, please, you're my everything. Like, please don't. Baby, baby, baby. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> so like, anyways- that would Point. give me the ick. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So the spiral, I think, David, I th- let's talk about guys where they start to spiral. What I've seen is when they start to kind of get serious, like where she's like going, I want to get engaged. Like, where are you at? And he's like, yeah, totally. We've been dating for four years. Like, that's not oh, crazy. Bro. <laughs> you know, no, I think that's really usual, a like common. In the, and it's yeah. like, and but but he could have wrote it till the end of his twenties, honestly, probably. And then she starts to make him kind of define, like, be serious and commit. And then I noticed like a trend where guys start to like bounce out. They start to spiral. Yeah. Why? Why do you think that is? And did you ever do it? Yeah. Well, part of what you're describing is also a version of the cold feet people get before getting engaged, or when they get engaged and they just get afraid. And is this the person? And is that healthy? And I for sure had that for the weeks after we got engaged. There's just such a weight to that. Really? Seriousness. Oh, for sure. And um, as it relates to the guys, I think, J.D., you hit – I mean, the answer is pretty simple. You just communicate. And if you're feeling that way, the Bible says we're to honor – Romans 12 says outdo one another and showing honor and showing preference to one another. And I think you should communicate that honestly, and that's not fun, but I think it honors her to say, hey, I'm having some second thoughts – Hopefully you're in community and you have other people in your life that can help. Like I had guys in my life that basically hit, keep you from hitting the ejection button because they're like, bro, you're so crazy, man. There's a godly girl who you have dated. You know her. You guys are fit together. We think this is such a win, and we think you're just getting what every guy or what often people can get, which is just nerves about, you know, all the lies society constantly tells us. Are they the one? It's the perfect. Like a bunch of just junk. That's just not what we're called to look for. So I think you can communicate that to them in a loving way, and you probably owe it to them if you're going to waste any more of their time by continuing that relationship when you are one foot in and one foot out. But here's here's the thing. You say, like, the, the answer is pretty easy. It's communication. I actually think it's that simple, but it is the hardest thing for people to do. Yeah. yeah so yeah. much counseling. Simple, not easy. Right. So much counseling today is literally just going, well, have you told them that? If you look at JP, you know, used to lead the porch, like he does a Friday Q&A. People say, how do I tell them blank? And he'll say, literally, it's like so easy, but it's kind of genius. He goes, he goes, say, I want to ask you out. Like they say, tell them, how do I tell them I'm not interested? Say, I'm not not interested. (laughs) And so it's like, we overcomplicate just the power of being honest. I think here's why. One, we didn't see it in our parents or two, we go, we don't make a safe place for the other person to do that. This goes for both ladies and men. 
you need to create an environment where people feel safe to authentically communicate because what can happen is, is if as a man, I'm going, I'm kind of freaking out about being engaged. If that woman is not secure and I authentically tell her that and she has this breakdown, it might cause her to like tear up and cry because it hurts to hear that. Like I get that, but I'm talking about, oh my gosh, how could you? Like I knew it, yada, 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 just go, whatever it might be. He's going to be like, well, you see, that's why I keep all my thoughts in my head. Totally. Because you're going to have a breakdown. Okay, but here's the thing. Girls just want to be chose. Like, you know what I mean? It, right, but if but if he can't be honest. Okay, but here's the thing. I think this, this might be a hot take, so y'all can push back. I think there is a scenario where the guy communicates way too much. Where it's like, at oh, yeah. this point, you're straight up just picking her apart. And the fact that she's handled this much so far, like, that girl's... That girl's rock solid. Right. But there comes a point where you're like, okay, that's on you, bro. And you don't even know. That's the thing. You don't know that you're just scared to get engaged. Totally. And I'm saying, but, and that's what he needs to voice is, I'm afraid to get engaged. But he Not, doesn't know that. Right. But if he doesn't start authentically, if he doesn't feel like he can. So we're talking about not the scenario. You turned it on the girls that are healthy, it sounds like, and the guys are unhealthy. I'm talking about the situation. I'm speaking to women first. If they are unhealthy and can't receive authentic communication and hear it clearly, that guy is not going to feel as free. And I'm saying the flip side, normally why girls don't feel like they can authentically communicate is usually guys will respond with withdrawal, anger, they'll uh, invalidate. And so both people have to work on creating, just as much as we have to work on communicating, we have to also work on being a safe place for both parties to communicate because that and that comes with this, like asking questions. Hey, I noticed you seem to be pulling away or quiet lately. Is there something going on? If if you're worried, I think he doesn't want to get engaged. Literally saying, "Hey, how are you feeling about getting engaged?" Yeah, yeah. that's good. Asking good questions, and that's because I think what girls or guys can do is in that moment they're not communicating. They're not communicating. So then what you do is the spiral and you start to do actions that go, want to hang out? Hey, what are you doing after work? Hey, or you wait, negatively yeah. interpret to the point where you like, you begin to self-sabotage. Yep. It's kind of what yeah. you're saying, but you're like, oh my gosh, he didn't respond to my text message. I was just talking to Becky. I always knew that. Like, Becky. <laughs> yeah. And then you're, you're like, I am unfollowing Becky and, or yeah. I'm going to follow her so I can see if he has liked her post. He liked her post. Right. This is over. I'm out. Done. Have fun with Becky. Yeah. You know? And then you're, um, and then he's and, like, hey girl. And you're, she's like, hey, yeah. Yep. Can we yep. talk? Yeah. So have you, I was just telling people this earlier, have you seen Survivor? Do you watch Survivor? Uh, I have before. But okay. So the premise, like, anyone? Another premise. Yeah. yeah. Jenna is a huge Survivor girl. So it's I'm, still on? Oh yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like t- t- season a million. Yeah. Huge really. thing in the world. Wow. So I've recently started getting into it and I've noticed this pattern where, and it's typically females, I will say. But there are people who... His email is J.D. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> but what they do is whenever there's an erosion of trust and if a girl starts to on the show feel like, oh, I'm um, about to get voted off, what they will do is they'll start going to all these, every person on their team and be like, hey, like, are we good? Like, are we... Are, are, you're not going to vote me off, right? Like, allies, allies, right? Yeah, and yeah. Everyone. Well, then they all start talking and they're like, yo, did she come up to you? And then they have their interview. So like to her, they're like, yeah, of course. And then on the interview, they're like, 
she's spiraling. She's going crazy. We got to get her off this island. She's yeah. in a, she's, yep. she's exploding. Like she's she's causing trouble for all of us. She's anxious. What they, she starts to freak everyone out, and that's what gets her ca- casted off the show. And so I'm just saying, if she would have just been like in like controlled her those feelings and those thoughts and played the game and that this is a weird now she needs to journal them out before yeah exactly saying them out. exactly and not just like <laughs> like you said becky and lacking and all of this stuff and just been honest and real and not sabotage herself she wouldn't have gotten kicked off the island and that that today in relationships like breaking up like a lot of people break up because they're like you are i'm an idol in your life and you're you're clinging on yeah. to me yeah, I do feel bad though for the girls because I think And that happens with guys and girls. And, totally. Yeah, it Just does. to say, it, yeah. I've only seen it so far. I've only watched two seasons and it's been girls both times, but there's probably guys too. No, but in relationships it does happen with guys. Like I've sat with girls and been like you're totally. being way too, you know, yeah. way too picky. Yeah. I feel bad for the girls because there's this point of no one ever really taught you the right way and all you've seen from your parents is a little bit of toxicity and you've never really had security. You might learn that through a healthy relationship, but you also like you might you might need a chance to learn that. Another thing I see is a lot of times why the girls get like this is because the guy has slept with them. He crossed physical boundaries. Yes. Yeah. And now she is emotionally, spiritually, and at a soul level attached to them. And because he did not lead her well, now he's just he's like, I'm kinda out. But she's like, I love you. You know, she's like so drawn and like attached to this guy and then what she starts to think is was i always just a means to an end so she starts to go like no you don't get to have sex with me and then not commit to me so then she starts to and that makes him all the more be like oh this is too much drama this is too yep. much work for me oh see this I girl's need crazy more subtle. and then she gets in her hand she's like am i crazy and i want to say to you like no you're not like you got misled yeah yeah, and if he went away, man, you are winning, and that's really hard, mm-hmm. and you're emotionally attached, and you feel that attachment right now, but if, if that happened, and that's part of your story, you're not damaged goods, God's not done with you, you shouldn't, that sex, this is why he designed it not to take place in the context of dating relationships, you should get married, and have lots of married sex, but you are not a damaged goods, and if he led you that way, and you're no longer in a relationship with him, as lovingly as I could say, man, it is for your best that that is the case. And I would not get back in a relationship with him unless there's a real clear heart change that has happened in his life and candidly in your life. Yeah. I Something I really appreciate, because I want to give people an application of like how not to spiral. Mm-hmm. One thing that I really appreciate about what Jenna does is, so Jenna has acknowledged, sometimes she calls it cuckoo crazy. She like gets <laughs> just overthinking about something. And what she'll do is, I will see her like kind of like, in her head, I'm like, what's wrong? And she'll be like, I'm good. And she'll usually go process that with women. And then they'll probably tell her, yeah, you're being crazy. That's nothing. And I never hear about it. And then she literally changed. But I think girls don't feel like they have the power to like control their emotions. But what I appreciate is after she hears that, she believes it. And it results in change and security in our relationship. Yeah. So then I never felt the effects of her spiral because she went and like dealt with it and going, okay, is this true? 
But sometimes those girls give her the counsel of going, that's worth telling him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I mean about the over-communicating piece. Because I think there is, like, there have been things that I've heard on both sides where I'm like, ooh, you should have talked to the guys about that before you yeah. said yeah. that. I think it's yeah. true. You know? You should have guys and girls in your life that can help you process those things before. Because yeah. there may be a world where it's like, man, you're just being an idiot. You're in your head. You yeah, don't want to, And you don't want to make another person, like, feel picked apart, right? Yeah. Right. You know? But then how do you know what to communicate and what to take to community? They will they will tell well there's there's some things that you're not even you don't you're not even spiraling. It's just like a no brainer that hurt. Your emotions can take over in the moment. Yeah. And I think I think giving yourself some space to cool off and even decide like, hey, is this worth so, like something worth bringing up or is this me just being an emotion? It still happens in marriage where sometimes I'm like Oh my gosh, his eyes darted to uh, was that even was there a girl over there? You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say that to Colby every single time yeah. that happened. Yeah. I yeah. can stop and think like, wait a second. Is this me? Okay. I'm okay. What's, <laughs> you know? What's true? What's true? This man loves me. Totally. And so like with your answer like if it's something directly opposing to God's word, like that's where I would be like, yeah, you should be like, hey, when you talk to me that way, that made me feel invalidated and hurt. Like you don't have to go process that. Yeah, but here's what I was meaning. Like, you, we can create a toxic culture of, like, over-processing with each other. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, especially second, in dating. Yeah, yep. the second something comes to our mind, it's like, we need yep. to talk. Yep. Yeah, and I would err on the side of sharing with community. Like, you ask the question, hey, how do I know what to bring to them? If you're going to make a fundamental change in a relationship status, I think it's wise to incorporate other believers in your life. Speak to it, to get yeah. you out of your head and go, here's what I'm hearing. Like, that sounds... But sometimes I was just talking to someone that I was like, well, why are you almost out the door in this relationship? Because I know you want to get married. They listed everything. And I was able to hear that and go, you've made your decision. Like it's past the point of no return. And this poor girl is, don't make her go another day. And so like. But could that have been spared if he would have talked to somebody earlier on? To somebody wise earlier on? That, but also. They could have been. Sp- I, it depends on what they said. And his list, I was like, mm. it's even probably be- there was some boundaries crossed. That kind of stuff. Where I'm like, it's probably best, honestly, for both of you that th- this isn't even about her per se being right for you. This is about like this just isn't healthy. I think it's just, this is tricky though because we're told to bring it to community, but then on the flip side, I've been in situations where I feel like I'm just getting so much advice from multiple people, yeah. and they may be like really good friends of mine who know me well um, and are really wide, a wise group of girls, but still it's just so many opinions where I then feel like I don't have my own thoughts anymore because everyone's telling me to do certain things. So yeah. how do you differentiate? Man, we should do a, let's do an episode on bad community. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of it. Hopefully all of that is being anchored to scripture and they're trying to give you wise counsel. Like at the end of the day, they're trying to help you by asking good questions how are you feeling that way? Have you considered, you know, that maybe you're negatively interpreting that? Have you, um, have you prayed about this? Have you, so hopefully they're coming alongside and asking wise, wise questions because just getting a bunch of opinions of people is just not helpful. Like, and by that, I mean the opinions of man. Or if they are giving that, then hopefully they're qualifying it by saying, hey, this is just my opinion. And I may be wrong because I don't see everything that you see. And at the end of the day, you're free to, you know, date or you're free to not date. But I think that you're in your head and that's just my perspective. And hopefully we all have a humble heart that is listening, like willing to consider maybe I am just in my head. Yeah. And I, 
I think too, you have to decide when you go to community, have I already made my choice? So like sometimes I think we do the formality, but we've already made our choice. And I know as a community group member, that actually really rubs me the wrong way. When someone comes and even how they present the questions or how they ask, or they already have a rebuttal, I'm like, you're wasting my time. You didn't come here ready to listen. You came here wanting to be heard and wanting to be like, Validated. you want people to scratch your back as yeah. you go make a, a, a choice on your own. So yeah. true. And so that's where I think you got to really go. If I'm going to go to community, I'm actually going, hey, here are the keys. Like speak into my life, like open up and ask questions. And I want to like be challenged. So it sounds like we need to go maybe one more thing. The ick, like preferences kind of thing is a reason why you can't ever succeed in a relationship. Uh, spiraling, which actually is the result of the lack of communication. Um, is and an, and self-control, I think, too. Yeah, self-control, all those things that I think just like really take an assessment of all the things that we mentioned. And then the last thing that I would say, there's, there's many more, um, that I would, I would say as to why people don't end up fully committing or finding themselves a spouse, and we've kind of talked about this, is because they, they have a wrong idea of what a marriage is. Yeah. They, so true. They don't actually understand what it is. And once you get, it's such, it's so hard because some of the things I agree with, and I think what we constantly just beat the drum here is we're saying, hey, those things are a, th- a thing, not the thing. And that's what, it's really that simple is it's like, I think people want us to say, no, I can make these things about a spouse. Like I, they have to be this, 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 and I want to feel this, 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 and this. And we're like, I always feel like I hear you say, I mean, if you want. Yeah. But that might be looking for a long time. Long time. Yeah, preferences. Forever. Yeah. And those change. Like, that's the thing we were saying earlier is like, it's kind of like um, if I want to go to Phoenix and I go to the airport and I look from one plane to the next, I'm like, well, this plane gives free peanuts. And this plane has, you know, a TV on it. And this thing, but I want a plane that has a TV and has peanuts and gives out, you know, um, complimentary pillows. And I've got several airlines and none of them do that. At the end of the day, the question is, how badly do I want to get to Phoenix? And I may wait and wait and wait and wait and eventually go, you know what, I can do without the peanuts. And that happens so often in life where people at 24, your preferences change by the time you get to 29. And you're like, man, the things that I was like, this is a, oh, I would never. You begin to go, I think I actually want to get married more than than I, you know, want blank. I actually think I want to get to Phoenix more than I want, you know, an airline with a free complimentary pillow. And so I'm willing. And that's not to say you should lower your standards on anything with God's word. God's word would be in that analogy, the plane that's flying in the air getting you there. Yeah. It's like, that's how you're going to, that's the transportation model. And the rest is preferences. And you may be like, I can't have, I can't do it without those preferences. Sure. Today you can't, but that may change. But you should make sure that you anchor yourself to the characteristics God says to look for. Yeah. I think just like we get up, we got to bust some myths about what marriage is. Cause that's what people like, it keeps them so far away from it. And they're informed by Netflix. Like they're informed by social media of influencer couples and they're informed by all these things and they're like until I get find that and I'm like you're never gonna find that me and Jenna always we'll see people in movies now like that's not real (laughs) it's like you don't ever have like the music in the background and like the perfect sunlight and like you smell good and it's like it's just not real so much more practical but you think it is you really I get it because like when I remember when I was single I thought like 
oh, I can't wait for that moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you know. Okay, so happened. you three are all married. I'm the only single one here. So tell me, from married people, what do you think are common misconceptions of marriage? And then now being married, what do you think the truth is? Mm. Well, let's, let's sex quick, is going to be euphoric. Yeah, but let's do a quick, and then let's do an okay. entire episode on it. Okay. Okay, let's do a quick. Mine is that it's about you. Like, marriage mm-hmm. is the call to come and die. And I think a lot of people don't want to sacrifice and compromise. And it's about making you holy, not happy. So, yeah, but mm. I joked about the sex is euphoric. I mean, that's a real thing, but it's a common misconception. But I will say, um, it's about, I think, going in, I thought, oh, this person is going to make it's kind of the same thing you just said, but they're gonna make me better, yeah. Mm-hmm. But really, they they made me a better gospel minded person, yeah, like they made me better at not being better like realizing you're not going anywhere so i don't have to be better yeah and neither do you we're just together like we're together forever i think it's much more practical than anyone thinks Mm -hmm. and by that i mean like you're changing like uh, so much of dating is built on like all these feelings and this and she looked this way and oh man that looked so good you fast forward in marriage, and typically, I think even the marriage that most people want, like I'll just pick on, let's use girls. A lot of there's girls out there who are like, no, I don't ever want to have kids, and I don't ever want to. But then there's a lot that are like, I want to have children, and I want to raise a family together, and that just implies a much more practical, like you're sitting down, somebody's mowing the lawn, somebody's changing the diapers. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be a meal cooked every night. You can live off of Uber Eats. Until you get married and you got a ball on a budget and you're like, well, honey, this is our food budget this month. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much more practical than anybody thinks, which is why character, we hit on it so much. And it it sounds like we're just trying to preach. It really is just like, man, it's just really, really practical. Somebody's got to pay. Somebody has to keep a budget. you got to have a same team. It's just way more practical than anybody thinks. And You, all you of- wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I want to sleep 30 more minutes. Or do I want to cook her breakfast today? Yeah. And like, then that's going to make her feel cared for. And it's like right there, just have a choice. And when you're single, you don't like have that. You're like, I'm going to be hungry. Like <laughs> totally. totally. I'm ordering Uber. It's so true. It's, it is so much more practical. It is really practical. And I think you do a good job of this, both of you guys, like about making it fun. Like even in the practical things, I love seeing your stories. And I, one, I'm obsessed with Momo and your other kids, but like she's a girl after my own heart, I feel. Oh, for sure. But it's really sweet how you can make mundane moments look really fun. Like you and Jenna do a great job about about creating culture too with, mm-hmm. with friends and other things yeah. and, and yeah. your season looks different but it's not it's I think people think it's going to be boring if it's practical and it's like no no yeah it's, yep. it's, it's just life like you know yeah. so anyways let's do a whole podcast because this is really fun I have a lot more to say that's good alright that is it from all of us if you have questions as always email us at info at the porch.live we'll see you next week on another episode of Views from the Porch <laughs> Thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch, follow us on social media or visit us at theporch.live. And as always, go in peace and love to serve the Lord this week.